0: Welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. We are back after a couple of weeks there. Um, So, Dr. Daniels, today we're going to discuss the new Virginia law, where if you get stopped by the police, they have a series of questions they're supposed to ask you. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now, when I read this, Dr. Daniels, I was like, okay. First off, if I was a cop, I'm not about to ask all these questions mm-hmm. you know now you gotta have body cameras you know you got you gotta supposedly gotta abide by things mm-hmm. but I just know cause it was it wasn't like one or two questions it was like a questionnaire mm-hmm. like if I'm stopping you for a traffic stop I ain't about to go through this whole thing and like that was the number one problem mm-hmm. that I saw in it like mm-hmm. it wasn't you know I'm taking a stance if I was a police officer right like would I want to do this and my answer was no. It's like, I wouldn't want to do it. You know, I understand the reasoning behind it, you know, mm-hmm. getting all the demographic and I think it was um, asking for your race or why you got stopped. Things like that. I can't remember off the top of my head what all the questions were, but it was like good four or five questions. Well, it, it, the
2: way and, and just for people, so people who don't know the new law, you know, let me say this uh, effective July, um, police are required uh, to make a report. And that report is supposed to include your race um, so they can keep track of um, the demographics of, of all, all stops so they can make sure that there is no more police profiling. You know, um, So the, the way the law is written, and, and, the, and the problem is not necessarily the way the law is written, a part of its implementation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because the way the law is written, I can go by what I observe. But I have to be—I have to be able to answer those questions. So I don't have to ask you the questions per se. Mm-hmm. I have to be able to answer those questions in my report. So if I observe that you are a, a, a black or African American, then I, that's that's sufficient. If you know how you know, and, and if I'm—if I have your driver's license, then I may can answer all the questions based on your driver's license. But if I didn't stop you for that reason, then I, you know I may have to you know get age and all this kind of thing. I, you know, I think a part of the problems is that there are a group of people that are concerned, you know, as you mentioned, why should a policeman be asking me my race? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just because I'm dark skinned, does that mean I'm African-American? Right. And, and it doesn't. You may be Hispanic because if you're dark skinned and you're Hispanic, you're not viewed as being African-American, right. even though you still treated, you know, <laughs> right, you know, right. you know uh, we see an in by any other name it's still an end, right? Right. Uh, and, then, and then there's some so some, some um, civil rights groups are against the new law, and then there's some civil rights groups are for the law, you know. Um, me personally, as far as the police and them not wanting to do it, I really could care less about whether they want to do it or not. My reason is y'all getting paid. They getting paid. Right. So if, if it takes them 10 minutes to, to get the work done and turn the report in turn it in because it's, it's supposed to turn it into the local Commonwealth attorney and it's supposed to be a public record for examination. I, I mean, personally, I think it's needed. And the reason why I think it's needed is because there is a history of racial profiling. And our, our president uh, just said on yesterday when he was asked a question at a so called press conference uh, about how did he feel about the number of blacks that are killed by police and and, and things of that nature? And his response was, why would you ask me that question? More white people get killed and stopped by police than black people, you know? And and see, and and that's a part of the problem in my opinion is that there are a group of people that don't wanna face the facts. Mm -hmm. So we need the facts, I believe, to show people that racial profiling exists Right. You know that there are more blacks and, and Hispanics um, stopped than uh, you know white white folk. And, and here's what you here's, here's what I think they also ought to put in there: not only if you're white, but the color of your hair. Mm-hmm. And because I'm, I'd be willing to bet you that less white women with blonde hair mm-hmm.
0: get stopped
1: mm-hmm.
0: than white women with dark hair.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I totally agree with that. You're going to have all the brunettes pissed off when they get, when they get their report. <laughs> I'll tell
2: you something else I bet you. I bet more white women, too, more black women with braids mm-hmm. get stopped than black women with perms.
1: Yeah.
2: And I'd be willing to bet you that more black men get stopped with facial hair than mm-hmm. without facial hair. Mm-hmm. More black men with tattoos, I bet, get pulled out of the car.
0: Than black men without tattoos. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I to- I totally agree. You know, but okay. So I gotta I gotta play the other side. Of it. Play play devil's advocate. So mm-hmm. I understand you should not. Uh, I understand that we believe there should not be racial profiling, and I agree on the racial profile mm-hmm. But shouldn't there be? Shouldn't profiling? be allowed a little bit. Not racial profiling, but profiling. Me personally, I don't
2: think... If 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 I am legally presumed innocent right. until proven guilty, I don't know how you can always assume that I may be in the wrong. So therefore, I don't think there should be profiling at all. So... You know, I recognize that people may say things like this. Why are you in this neighborhood mm-hmm. at two o'clock in the morning? That's profiling. Yeah, right. and it's true there may be a drug house on the corner. Mm-hmm. And you may have saw me just drive past, you know, slowly drive past a drug house. And I saw your police car, so I kept going. Right. And it's two o'clock in the morning. So you're going to light me up and just ask me why am I in the neighborhood? Why can't I be in the neighborhood? There is no law that says I cannot drive through the neighborhood. But the police officer's response will be, that's justifiable cause to search your vehicle. And they'll ask you, do you mind if I search your vehicle? And if you say no, they don't let it go. Once you say no, then they say that's justifiable cause could because <laughs> because you say no. Because you said no, you must have been hiding something, right. Then they order you out the car and frisk you and search your vehicle anyway. Right. I think I ought to be able to drive anywhere anybody else drives, yeah. without being frisked or, 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 or looked at differently just because of the neighborhood I am in. That's what I think. I, and maybe it's because I've been racially profiled before yeah. on, on several occasions, not just once, but on several occasions. Let me tell you, I remember one day I was in a, a Kmart. Okay, I'm in a Kmart. <laughs> I'm stressing Kmart. Right. All right. Now it was early on in my career, and I was going in to buy some neckties because you know I just got a brand new office job and you know I'm trying to dress reasonably, but I didn't have the money. You know, I'm right. a young father. I didn't have the money to, you know, really, you know, couldn't go to dealers to get the five dollar tie. You had to go get the, uh, you know, i oh, am get the five dollar ties. Five dollar <laughs> $5 ties, right? So I'm in there, so I'm looking, I'm looking at ties. I'm just looking at ties. This guy comes by, and I assume he was the store detective. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, "What are you looking for?" And I said, "I'm just looking for a green tie." He picked the green tie and gave it to me and said, "Well." go ahead and buy it then. Mm. And I said, well, uh, I'm still looking. That ain't the tie that I want. Well, you need to hurry up and find out what you want to buy. Now, see, that's racial
0: profiling.
2: Right. Now, there's no way I would believe if a white person was in there taking their time looking at ties. Who in the heck wants to steal a tie from Kmart? (laughs) (laughs) Let's get for real. Right. If the guy is in there going to steal a tie, you should give it to him. Because that says what? He's broke. Right. He got a job interview. Or he got to go before the judge tomorrow. Right. <laughs> He's trying to fix himself up. I would have just said, you know what? Even if you stole that tie, you wouldn't keep that tie. It won't be expensive anyway, but you're trying to look good. right? He's going to sit and try to force me to just leave like I, sh- I shouldn't take my time and look for a tie or look for several ties. Just racial profiling. I can't believe a, a white man would have been stopped from looking. Right. You know, and I'm in Kmart. I'm not in Dillard's. You know, I'm not in uh, Macy's downtown
0: New York. Right.
2: I'm in a Kmart.
0: Yeah, that, that's pretty bad. hmm But I feel like sometimes a lot of those instances like that happen in places where it's, where it's, Lower to low middle class to mid low. It's like it's. I mean, I'm K marked. I get it. Nobody, no wealthy people. There's no other people. In. Right, there's, there's no other people in K Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and say <laughs> that. We know what, because this is tape, so we, we can edit this out. We can right, edit that. Don't edit nothing out. out. <laughs> <laughs> so, is the real issue in America really lower income white people being envious of black people and especially successful black people? Mm mm-hmm because a lot of most of the racist is you know, things that you see on social media things like that if you look at the person doing it mm-hmm. it's like they're angry at the fact that you are at the same level as them mm-hmm. and they feel like they we shouldn't be right or
2: you shouldn't have you shouldn't speak out right it's like they'll say to us if you don't like it leave right but when they don't like something they don't leave no See, I, you know, no no one tells a person who's white, well, if you don't like this country, leave. You know, what they do, if they don't like this country, they try to change this country. Mm-hmm. But they tell us quick, just leave it. Love it or leave it. Well, why should we leave our home, our homeland? Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know I, I've had, actually had someone tell me to go back to Africa. Go back. To go back means I must have been born there. I wasn't born in Africa. I was born in North Carolina. So I can go back to North Carolina, maybe. But back to Africa. That's not my homeland. Right. You know, I I, 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 I I, know what you're saying is true, that there is a sense for many white racists and white nationalists that we don't deserve to have. That we just don't deserve to have. But I also think there is a sense of many white people that blacks in general, for some reason, are less than human, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, because when you look at statistics, you know, more crime is committed by whites than blacks. Mm-hmm. But yet if you talk to, you know, people, they want to act like more black people commit crime, mm-hmm. right? i give you another example. I, every now and again, I'll turn to Fox. Every now and again, I, and I get there and I'm mad every time. I hate that I even <laughs> look at it, but I'll turn in with like an idiot just to see if they're going to say something that makes sense. Mm-hmm. What they said was this. They said that since the George Floyd incident, that people are walking around acting like they have a right to carry a gun. Talking about black people. Wow. That since George Floyd, that black people are walking around as if they have a right to carry a gun. They do
0: have a right to carry
2: a gun. Absolutely. That's the point. <laughs> right. Now, the person that said that was a black person. Chief of police. Now, no one has ever said anything about white people who who will fight to the death for the Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. They're fighting and talking about the the NRA is always saying you have a right to carry a gun. Mm -hmm. That the only way to stop a man with a gun is with another gun. So, why is it when white people want guns, the NRA is backing them? I haven't heard the NRA say one thing about these black folk have a right to carry guns. Now, one thing that they say. So what does that suggest? That when when President Obama was elected, gun sales skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. You could not buy a hollow point bullet for a nine millimeter because the shells were empty. White folk was buying up ammunition. They was buying up guns left and right. Now they're saying that we right. are walking around acting like we have a right to carry a gun. Well, we do have a right to carry guns, But their idea of being black in America is being subservient to them, mm-hmm. that we should not have the same rights that they have. You know, when those white people marched into the state capitol, to one state capitol, they had assault rifles with them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, nothing happened. Nothing happened. There's no way a bunch of black folk could walk into any state capital with assault rifles and not be dead right now.
0: Yeah. You yeah. Know. It, it,
2: right. So I, that's why I think it's imperative that we do get data, you know, you know, empirical data on how many times officers pull black people over. You know, because it, it kind of sets the, um, it sets, I guess, the, um, it allows us to see the the, the the mentality of that officer. See, when, when officers do things like kill, kill a black man, right, and they say, well, he had his cell phone. I thought it was a gun. Right. What they'll say is, well, he has no incidents prior of racial profiling. Well, not necessarily. We just don't have the data. Mm-hmm. But if you can look back at his record and see, you know what? This guy's been a police officer in this particular city for the last five years. And 75 of his stops have been black people. But the population of blacks is 11%. Right. That, that tells you where his mind is at. Mm-hmm. So that means that when he shoots somebody black, it's because he's already determined that they were guilty. I also think that police ma- management, the senior management police officers, ought to use that data. Because they have to look at the data and say, wait a minute, I got this white officer, and 90% of his stops are black people. Right. See, it's time to call that officer in, have some retraining, some retooling, because mm-hmm. that person's mental uh, uh, thinking, his thinking, already says that he's afraid of either afraid of blacks or he thinks that black folk need to be locked up. Yeah. yeah. So th- that's that's why I think it's imperative. I know, again, I know there are people that say, you don't have a right to know, you know, my, my
0: race, you know, uh, but I, I think it's important for us to know who they're yeah. Yeah. Uh and, and then one thing that was very important that you mentioned in the beginning was you said that they just got to make a report. So I thought they had to ask the person the question. They got to make mm-hmm. a report. So if you just get randomly pulled over And You know Honestly the cop can make up He can write whatever he wants to write in that report So that's a major problem Already right there Because if I'm the chief of police And that first month go by And I look at the report before I submit it And it's We've only pulled over five white people And we pulled over 50 black folks And we're, like, we, um, we're going to call a meeting mm-hmm. And they know I need a cell phone outside Look, I need y'all to pull over Or whoever you pull over Just mark them down as white So we can level this thing out
1: Right? You know, because yeah.
0: that's going to happen But, you know the, And there's nothing perfect Because, mm-hmm. you know, you got human error in there sure. I do feel like That The leadership In law enforcement One or two things got to happen Either they got to be flipped out Or Like retrained themselves because if you've been let's be real if you've been in, in the police force for 30 years mm-hmm. and and okay 30 years that's what 1990 mm-hmm. right so if you came into 1990 and you was trained by somebody that was already in the police force 30 years so that puts us back to what? 1960. Mm-hmm. So the person that was training him mm-hmm. is from the 60s. Right. So he's carrying the same training. It just keeps recycling itself. At some point you gotta break the cycle by having either, you know, new people come in or it didn't work for the educational system. But getting elected people who are not in the education system uh, to govern the people that are in, the, you know. Right. So maybe you have to have a board that is governing the actual law enforcement people. And it right. may not be law enforcement.
2: No, it shouldn't be. Right. You're right. See, city managers are supposed to manage the, the chief of police. But because of unions, they find it very difficult to do that. You know, and to me, um, I, I think that we've gotten to a place where we are afraid of our police forces. Mm -hmm. You know, we're afraid of them when they say, well, you know, well, like like in Baltimore, for example, you remember when when the police decided, since you all tried to prosecute one of our fellow brethren, we're gonna just take our time to answer a call, Mm -hmm. you know? See, to me, you don't have that latitude. See, I don't have that latitude to just say in in my job, because I'm upset because you, (laughs) you know, because you fired somebody else. That I'm not going to do my job? No, now I get fired. It's like we're afraid of them. Let me tell you, that, that's one thing that I admired about Ronald Reagan. That's the one thing I admired about him. You know, I didn't like his economic theory, but I admired his take on accountable, being accountable. When the air traffic controllers said, if you don't give us a raise, we're going to go on strike, he said, "I'll fire every last one of you," and they didn't believe it. And guess what he did? Fire all. He them. fired all of them, right? And the supervisors had to come on board, and they had to work double shifts. The military had to, those controllers had to come and, and help out, and they went on a hiring spree. And they hired controllers and trained them. The reason why I know because I applied for one of them jobs myself. <laughs> they hired controllers left and right. Those new controllers, when they came on board, they knew why they got them jobs. Right. Because the other folk got fired for acting like a fool. Right. So the new controllers, you have not heard them talk about strikes. You ain't heard them talk about, I don't care how heavy the workload get. Right. You don't hear that stuff. I don't know why we are so afraid of these policemen. They work for us. Right. We are the taxpayers. You know, if they say we're going to go on strike, they just say, you know what, don't come to work. call. Let fifty percent of y'all call in sick. I better get fifty doctors to tell
0: fifty percent of the doctors better give you, you know, slips. Right. But we just go forward. Right. Half the police force calls in sick, and nobody said bring your doctor's note. It's like that one. It's it one place where half the police force resigned. And mm-hmm. I saw the news article. I said, okay. Like you're resigning because you're trying to make a statement. But here's what it's actually saying. I'm resigning because I can't put my knee on the back of a black person's neck. That's what it's really saying. I can't have my way. I can't have my way. And I'm like, bye. Because you signed up to be a police officer for the absolute wrong reason, absolutely. So if you are offended by um, them putting parameters, you can't do a chokehold mm-hmm. and things like that, or it's too hard for me to do my job, like you around here busting heads. It's like this ain't Chicago, the TV show Chicago PD, right. you know. Granted, I get it, just like in the movie um, Training Day. Mm-hmm. You need some cops out there that need to be wolves. I get it. Now, fight against the, the the extreme people. I get it. I have no, I have no issue. Mm-hmm. right? I, I can wrap my head around that because I don't want to, you know. I can't wrap my head around that.
2: You can't wrap your head around that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why. The military doesn't think that way. But well, they had special forces in the military. No, no, but the special forces are not wolves. Okay. They, right? Right. They're going to war yeah. in Afghanistan. Yeah. They're not thinking that way. I tell you who don't think that way. Correctional officers. See, when you're on the street, here's, what, here's the bottom line. 90%, more than 90, m- majority of people are peacekeeping people.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just one or two bad guys. In the prison... Everybody is a bad guy. And they don't think that way. You know, I'm just saying. Right. You, you don't have to be a wolf. You need a brain. See, the policeman's job is to de-escalate. A wolf doesn't de-escalate. A wolf escalates because it thinks the way I'm going to get is by showing my teeth. Yeah. I'm saying, we when we select policemen I think the selection process needs to be modified. So we select people that understand what it means to um, safely manage the city, right? Certain calls should not be handled by policemen. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And when they are, they escalate quickly, Mm -hmm. right? They escalate real quickly why in the world should a policeman be called because a 13-year-old stole a piece of candy? hmm Right. That's a waste of tax bill money. Yeah. But, but that's what happens, right? If a 15-year-old trespasses, they need a policeman to come. Not necessarily. You know, I'm just saying there's something that they should handle. See, I don't think you need wolves. I think you need people with brains. Okay, and I'll tell you why I'm saying this. Why is it in a white community they don't use wolves? They got all the guns. Right? Right. It, it, the average b- black person does not have an assault we- weapon. No, they do not. I remember, I a few years back, out in the Midwest, this, this farmer got upset because the federal government said, you can't keep grazing on our land and not pay. And the farmer said, yes, I will because I pay taxes. The government said, no, you can't. Mercenaries came from all over with uh assault weapons and stood at their ground and said, we're gonna protect this farmer. And they did not send wolves in. Mm. They waited them out. Yeah. We had wolves, they didn't use them. Right. The Black Panther, they sent wolves in. Most definitely. Right. See you know, right. Let, let's say even even with gangbangers, you know, gang who who do gang bangers normally kill?
0: Other oh, gang bangers.
2: Imps, right. You don't need a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> They're already right. killing each other. Right. So you don't need, you don't need a wolf. Oh, well, you know, I'm I'm not saying there aren't some innocent bystanders, but you don't need a wolf. Right. I, you know, you, you know, if, if I'm going to go and arrest you, I don't need to beat you upside the head to arrest you. No. I, I don't need to, you know, th- th- I, there, 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 are, there are ways that if I use my brains, I can get you without being a wolf. You know, I'm saying be the fox. Think, de-escalate. You know, we can catch a lion without killing it. We can catch a rhinoceros without killing it. Mm-hmm. We can catch a cobra without killing it. But they'll tell me they can't catch a black man without killing it. That's a good point. That don't make sense to me. You could have a gun with a net attached to it.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Boom. Now he's on the ground. What are you going to do? Nothing. Nothing. You could shoot him with a a dart, paralyze him. He'd run 10 feet and drop down.
0: So do you think think we should go the route of England where where the majority of the police do not have Uh, lethal weapons? I don't have a problem with police having
2: lethal weapons. I have a problem with police thinking they need to
0: use lethal weapons. That's my thing. So which one do you think is easier to do? Remove the weapons or convince the police that they don't need to use it? In a prison,
2: we didn't have lethal weapons. No. Average... Ratio of officer to inmate was about one to forty-five, and we didn't use lethal weapons at all, but yet we still maintain reasonable order. Right. Because most of the inmates want order. The, even the bad guys want order. They may want their order, but they want order. Right, right. So, so it was the idea was to use your brains, you know, and that's what I did when I worked. I used my brains. Training to me is the problem. So I think is you can train a person, just like you said earlier, right? The thirty-year right. can I change your mind if I train you right? I can. You know, if I but if I train you to be afraid, you're going to be afraid. Mm-hmm. That's right. If I train you not to be afraid, you're not going to be afraid. If 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 a part of the training is you got to always look watch over your shoulder. That the part of the training tells you that the people are out to get you. You got to be careful all the time, all the time, all the time. You, you start viewing everybody a certain way.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't be careful, but a training is it, it, essential, I think, in, in, in changing the mindsets of people. Um, I went to a police training. I, thought, I think I mentioned this before, mm-hmm. and 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 the, and the trainer said that black folk were more apt to commit crimes. Right. You know, and and we we, we debated it, and I was right, of course, you know, (laughs) according to her, I was wrong, but I I was right, you know, Uh, you know, how how, how often do you hear of uh, mafia figures getting killed by police?
0: No, I think she hardly ever they And they don't have a problem killing people? No, they don't. Matter of fact, they be sitting, they be sitting outside drinking coffee and tea watching the feds drive by, Mm -hmm. you know, and they wave to them. Mm -hmm.
2: So, you know, um, again, you know, you know, just, and that's why I guess for me, but again, your premise is is on point that if they're going to keep the information, yeah, somebody's going to fudge it, you know, somebody's going to say, you know, I I stopped four, four, four whites and one black. But I'm just hoping that there are enough A policeman with integrity, because I don't. I think I don't think that most policemen don't have integrity. I think most of them do. I think it's a part of just how we are in general. See, you know, all of us have prejudices. I have prejudices, but it don't mean I don't have integrity. Mm -hmm. And I think that the policeman who is prejudiced but has integrity will still say, "Yeah," and, and be proud of it. Yeah, he got stopped 12 12 of them little, you know, pickaninnies. Right. right. And he deserved to be stopped. (laughs) You know, like that one police chief who said,
0: we don't shoot enough black people. (laughs) What a shame. Right. But you know, another thing that's going to come out of this too is that black communities are over policed. Mm -hmm. Because, see, just by the sure fact that if you put three squad cars more, in a black community, and then you put over in the white neighborhoods, mm-hmm. of course you're gonna have more people, black people pulled right. over, can get more police squad cars there, right? Patrolling the areas. Right. So it's gonna be like, well, what can we do? So what well? you can just either you lay off some people or you have um what was it, back in the day? when they had the, the walking beat cops, mm-hmm. they just walked down the street. More community policing, a real community a real policing. real community policing, like you, like you just parted, like you didn't even got a weapon, you just walking down the street. It's like, where can we get
2: to that? Well, and that's why, you know, I think people, like when people talk about defunding the police, the, the people on the right have misconstrued what that really means. Mm-hmm. Defunding doesn't mean we don't want police defunding means we want to change how we spend the money, mm-hmm. right? Like you were saying, like in your neighborhood and my neighborhood, here's what we both know. You ain't seen a policeman in your neighborhood since you've been there probably. <laughs> you know? Right. I I can count on, you know, two fingers, and I've been in my neighborhood, you know, got, since 1991. You know, number town. i I've seen a policeman in my neighborhood, right? now, does that mean that crime doesn't happen in my neighborhood? happens every day. You know why? Because I see, I know folks that, that deep drive drunks through my neighborhood all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that, that, that's, that's a crime right there, right? Right. Uh, we have had break-ins. So there's a lot of people don't break, still aren't breaking at home. They, they're doing that too. Now, um, but in low-income neighborhoods, mm-hmm. see, they, they it's really become a police state. To me, they have the wrong type of people in the neighborhood.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You don't need policemen. You need people that understand social um, deprivation. You need you need social workers. You need psychologists. You need people that's going to be there to help people lift themselves up and can do it in a way that make, get, makes them feel good about themselves. Right. So rather than putting five policemen in, put five case managers in, mm-hmm. so that the people in the neighborhood know the case manager, right, and they know him personally, and they know if you got a problem. So now I know. If you know if, if if Daquan is is you know um, um you know come home and, and be whooping up on his wife's head every day because he you know he's frustrated right then you don't you necessarily need the police because the police ain't gonna fix what's wrong with
0: Daquan
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know all they gonna do is lock him up and he still comes out angrier right it just keeps it keeps feeding itself mm-hmm. and it's just a situation to where if it's if it starts out bad. Like negative one mm-hmm. times whatever number that you put after that, it still is going to be a negative. That's right. So it's like you come out the gate already negative when a police state like that in the hood. Mm-hmm. And we're and we're not talking to like projects. We're talking to like regular, you know, two three streets from the projects where it's still not as great, mm-hmm. but if you got that police state mentality going through there and then the people there are afraid themselves of the police. Mm-hmm. So you are, are, you know, Snitches get stitches. Like, well, they ain't gonna say nothing because they don't know what you're gonna like. Are you gonna be dragging me to court? Are you gonna bring up the stuff that I may have done? Mm-hmm. Or I'm not gonna, I ain't squeaky clean, or I got some back taxes, you know, mm-hmm. but are you gonna be bringing all that into this? It's like, you got stuff like that. It's like, you know, black people are like, you know what? It ain't got nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. I'm straight. But we know we we do the little joke anyway. Yeah. Yeah,
2: you know, I mean, you know, when you live in a neighborhood like, you know, the neighborhoods like I grew up in, and when I first got married, them kind of neighborhoods, I knew the I knew the guy next door.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, he might have been selling a little pot, but I knew him. Right. So I didn't see him. need to tell on him because, to my thinking, so what are you selling a little pot? <laughs> right. You know, I didn't care. You know, that, that's how he, you know, made that car payment, or that's how he, you know, took care of that that, mm-hmm. that that baby. You know, right. this that, kind of thing. Um, and I think you know, and that I mean, that that's our dynamic. It may mean, it's just like in other neighborhoods where they know the. Um, they, they know who got liquor steal.
0: Right. You know? Right. Who got the shot and, houses down the right. street. Right. And,
2: and, and they don't turn them guys in. You no. know, they got the liquor steal. They, you know, they they, they, they you know in, in, in those neighborhoods, in the white neighborhoods where, you know, in, in, in the heels and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: They don't turn them
2: in. No. But, but people don't think bad about them for not turning them in. Mm. But in our neighborhood, they think the opposite. You know, neighborhood's bad because you all won't do anything. You
1: know, yeah. We don't want nobody <laughs> killing us either. Right. You
2: know, and so, and, and certainly, I, you know, I get it that there are some straight bullets and there are some people that do crime that should not be done. You know, there's, there's armed robberies, you know, all this kind of thing that they should not be done. But we have to start focusing on why you're doing it, not just lock you up. Because right. lock you up is not the answer. Yeah. You, you know, if, if I lock you up at 18 and you spend five years, you'll come out a, a better criminal because mm-hmm. you're going to learn some stuff while you're in there. Right because um, jails are not really made for re- the rehab. Mm-hmm. Neither are prisons, not really. But if we can put, like I say, those social teams in, where you get to know people, you get to respect people, you know, and, and, and give them the mechanism to help people out, it'll ch- you know, that, that's, what, that's, that's what will change things. But again, we need the empirical evidence to show people that that's what's happening. And I think that's why it's important for somebody to capture that data yeah. to say, you know what, this is what's going on, you know, in Lake Edward or in, you know, in the Campus East or whatever, you know, um, every time the, they they turn the reports in, even though their span of control may take them all the way up to a white neighborhood, everybody in pool is always in that black neighborhood. Isn't right, you know. Because even though they might say they were white, but if everybody in Lake Edward, you keep pulling, you keep putting it <laughs> white. But if in Lake Edward, <laughs> right. we know something, if something is not right. Right. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So one thing I do like about uh, what we do with this podcast and things we talk about, we don't just sit around like other people that have a bunch of rhetoric. We actually talk about certain things, have possible solutions in there. Mm-hmm. They may be right, and then some right, some wrong, some in between. But at least we're giving the people a type of solution mm-hmm. that, or ways you can look at it. Say, okay, that was a possible solution that you put forth as a new law. Mm-hmm. Here's what's wrong with that law. Yes, and we understand that on the first pass, you know, because it's going through a bunch of hands, so it's not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But this is things that's wrong with that law, yes. so we can work on. And one thing about the police. As you know, is that they? That's the law is the guideline for them, and they can really manipulate that to fit what is really needed. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the whole point of the Constitution. It's like it's it's vague for a reason. Like when they like when they have regulations for certain things, sure. it's vague for a reason so people can. Manipulated a little bit, right. and get some wiggle room. So all we're really asking for this new law is the wiggle room to be in the favor of making sure that we get the right data, right. so we'll be able to see, you know, the evidence. You know, how I always tell people: you always don't chastise a person, chastise the behavior. Right. And say, so, okay, this is the behavior that mm-hmm. the, that the, law enforcement has. All we got to do is change this, and they'll find out why is it like that. We've already discussed. Part of the reason why Is because we have Three, four Squad cars In the black neighborhood And only one You know Matter of fact In my neighborhood There's, there's one cop car Because mm-hmm. the district police Down the street He goes over Up in the cut By himself mm-hmm. And his sister I, I think he goes to sleep mm-hmm. Because You know I got to be out here So I'm going to go up in here And just mm-hmm. I ain't trying to find nothing Right I've seen him <laughs> I, I I go through slow though Just in case Just in case <laughs> But You know Another thing that's really crazy About all this Dr. Daniels Is In the black neighborhood Now what was funny For Full transparency mm-hmm. In my house Because we've talked about it mm-hmm. I, I went ahead and built out A whole bar. Mm-hmm. My dad comes over He said What You This you can make some money in here. <laughs> you can make some money. You know, back in the day, there not no clubs. We went to shot houses, and people had bars set up just like this, and mm-hmm. we paid 50, 50 cents or a dollar per drink. I mean, you would sell, sell stuff. That's like, hey, you're trying to go to jail. <laughs> well, you, know, you know, but it was just funny. And you said, yeah, everybody where he grew up at. You knew where the places were. Absolutely. The police left you alone as long as you were not selling like drugs, mm-hmm. like hard drugs. Other than that, they knew where you was at. Right. So right. it's like, you already know law enforcement has laws. Some of them they enforce and some of them they don't. You know, so it's just funny how over time, and me and my father talked about this He predicted He is predicting That the coronavirus thing Is going to drive The home bars back up Especially around here Already has, Right Because you know what's funny If you go to Haynes right now On Virginia Beach Boulevard Shout out to Haynes where We like to get a sponsorship Since Mike So They told me That they sold out of Almost all their bars In one month how well, you know, the reports are
2: that the one business that has flourished more than any other business has been the alcohol and beverage control store. Yeah. So you're, you're right. <laughs>
0: uh, and, 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 and people are doing that. And, and you're right that
2: police have that discretion. And, and that's a, a prime example of their discretion.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and and we just want to make sure that when they're when they're using their discretion, that they're using it fairly. Right. You know that if you're going to give one group a warning, that you give all groups a warning before you arrest them. If, if you are going to, you know, uh, give tickets out for, for, for tail lights, then give everybody a ticket for taillight being out. Right. You know, don't just, don't give one, one don't let the, the blue-eyed blonde get away Right, and, and let the person with the braids and, you know, <laughs> you know, be, right. pay, pay that big fine. And I, I mean, I just think that's key. You know, I, you know, I, I know we, we will never live in a post-racial society. I, I just don't think we ever will. You know, people say, "Well, I don't see color." Stop lying. You do see color. There's no way you can not see color. Right. I, you know, but we may not. We may not can treat everyone equal, but we can treat everyone equitably. And I think that that to me should be our focus. And, and I'm, I'm hopeful that at some point in time, that we can stop fighting about. Um, whether or not the police have rights and, and, and whether or not the citizens have rights and recognize that your right as a policeman is your right to do what you're getting paid to do. Your right as a citizen is to be treated as a citizen. And, and so no matter what your color, no matter you know, what ethnic background, no matter what your gender,
0: that those rights prevail. And I, I think it would, be, it would be a good place. Yeah. I agree. Thank you all so much for listening and watching. This is your host, CB Baker. Till next time. Peace.
1: Alrighty.